0: The sense of blame and responsibility that we take on as childhood trauma survivors takes a lot to be able to heal, to really be able to let go of and trust in the truth that we are not responsible, and the impact that it has that we continue to believe it on some level is incredibly significant. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. This is something that is one of the things I think that takes quite a long time to be able to really release as you're on this healing journey. Like There's There's moments of it throughout, but to get to a place where you really are able to let go of any sense of responsibility takes a while because it is such a deeply ingrained thing, in part because we need to believe that it's our fault in order to survive, in order to be able to function on an emotional, just living level, living our lives, to go on as if everything is okay. We end up believing that it's our fault because we as humans need to understand why things happen. Some of us more than others. But as a child, when something happens that is traumatic, especially interpersonally, meaning that somebody is choosing to hurt you in some way, we need to try to make sense out of it. Otherwise, it's too Unknown, it's too scary to go on. And part of what we do to feel some sense of control or power is to make it our fault. This isn't generally a conscious understanding. It's definitely not a conscious process. It is purely about coping. But even the thoughts that we have, the ways that we believe that it's our fault, we're generally not aware of that as a child, often not aware of it even as an adult. I've had a lot of people tell me that they don't blame themselves, that they're not responsible. And a part of them knows that, the cognitive, intellectual part of them can fully know that and believe that. But because They needed to believe that it was their fault. They don't trust that yet. And especially if they're not consciously aware that it's there. And not only do we take responsibility for the abuse, the trauma, but one of the really kind of unfortunate outcomes of that, aside from the obvious, is that we end up then taking responsibility for so much in our lives. We take responsibility for people around us, how they behave, how they feel. We take responsibility when something bad happens, and it could be mildly bad, it could be really bad, but we somehow find a way to make it our fault. And one way to think about this is how, I think a lot of people are aware and have heard of this, that for children who go through um, their parents divorcing, they will often believe that it's their fault. Even if their parents are doing the divorce in the best way possible, they've never suggested in any way at all that it's the child's fault, maybe even gone out of their way to make sure the child knows that, children believe that maybe they are responsible Because again, it's a way to control the outcome. If we believe that we have, that we have done something, like in the example of a divorce, if a child believes that somehow they are responsible for that, then they can figure that out and they can be good. And then it won't have to happen. The same thing happens for children who have maybe a depressed parent or an addicted parent or a parent that is really unhappy a lot, and whether that's anger or more like depression, but children will often take on that responsibility. I must be not making them happy, or if I could just be better, uh, if I could just reduce their stress, right? I think we've all heard of things like that, and that is because children, as children, right, our brain is still developing, we're trying to make sense of the world, and we need to feel safe, So if it's our fault, then we tend to believe, again, not true, but then we feel like we have control over changing it. And so if you are being abused and you make it your fault, then, of course, this is not true, but then you're able to believe that you have the ability to do something about it. Because think about what that means for a child to be in a situation, and whether it's at home, a babysitter's house, at school, but someplace that you as a child have no control over really, right? You you don't get the choice too much about whether to go there. You don't get the choice of whether it's going to happen or not. And if we lived in that place of fear and allowing ourselves to think, this person is hurting me and they're choosing to hurt me and I can't do anything about it, it would be intolerable. We would not be able to live and function from that place. But if we make it about us, then, well, I just need to be better. I just need to be nicer. I just need to pray more. I just need to whatever. When I'm better, it will stop. If I behave better, if I'm smarter, if I'm more lovable. And that is, in large part, how we take on that responsibility. And it's something that we all do. I have never spoken to any survivor of childhood trauma, as an adult anyway, even if they're in denial at first, who hasn't believed that deeply within their being, that they are responsible. And the pattern of recognizing how that plays out throughout our lives and the responsibility that we take on for other people and situations. It is such an immense heaviness and even fear that we carry throughout our lives. And in almost all of those situations, again, it's something we don't have control over. Yet we make ourselves believe that we do. And because we continue to believe that we do, when bad things happen, when people around us are unhappy... We take on that responsibility, which reinforces our sense of being unworthy, of being bad, of being a horrible person, just not being enough. So many ways that we can verbalize that sense of just not being a good person. And what we say to ourselves might look different than what somebody else says, but the outcome is the same. So, what do you do? Well, it's a process because it is a really hard thing to let go of. That sense of control is part of what keeps you going, keep trying to improve even if you don't feel like you are improving or actually doing anything to improve, that energy is still there. The ideas, fueling that energy, is still there. So part of what you do is to think about, unfortunately, the millions of people that have experienced childhood trauma. And you could think of it specifically as sexual trauma. And I think in some ways it's really helpful to think about it specifically in that way if you've experienced sexual trauma. Because it's easy for us to say, yeah, but, right? And so people that you know, people that you've heard of talking about it on TV, me, whatever, you can look at other people. And and really believe and feel it fully in your body that that person is not responsible for what happened to them. You can even come up with all kinds of very valid, real reasons why that person isn't responsible for what happened to them. You can find all the reasons why the perpetrator is the one that's responsible for what happened to them. But then when you think about yourself, right, you set yourself separate from that. You say, well, yeah, it's not their fault. And of course, they didn't do anything, but I, whatever you say to yourself. And it might vary depending on the day and everything else that's going on in your life. And there's that, yeah, but, right? You've probably, you probably recognize that you've done this many times around a lot of things. However, Allowing yourself to really think about that, especially if it's somebody that you know personally or somebody that you really admire. Um, If you can look at that and think, okay, I know that they experienced something somewhat similar and there's no way that they could have been at fault for that. There's nothing they could have done to make somebody do that to them. Then it has to be at least possible that that could be true for you. You can also look at children the age that you were at various times potentially. And as difficult as it can be at times to imagine this, but imagine, like, if you see a 4-year-old child, a 10-year-old child, a 15-year-old child, if you look at them out in the world, just interacting on their own, whatever they're doing. And if somebody abused or assaulted them, sexually abused or assaulted them, would you ever believe with everything in your being that that child is responsible for the choice that perpetrator made? My guess is that you would say no. Now, for some people, when they're looking at a fifteen year old, especially if you're telling yourself well that she looks or he looks like they're eighteen or twenty or something like that, some people can do that. But really, she's still fifteen, right? Doesn't matter how old she looks. she's still fifteen. Her brain isn't even fully developed yet. But I'm pretty confident that if you think about a younger child, like a four-year-old or even a 10-year-old, that you'd have a really difficult time or yeah, a really difficult time coming up with how it could possibly be that child's fault. And yet, when you look at your own experience, you find all kinds of reasons why. So apply that to that child. Okay, if that child was precocious, if that child got in trouble a lot, if that child really wanted affection and loved sitting on people's laps, would that make it the child's fault? Of course not. And you'd be able to understand that fully. You wouldn't have any thoughts about it or any second thoughts about it being that child's fault. You would just know, under no circumstance, could it be that child's fault. But yet, you continue to set yourself aside, separate, thinking that you're different. But there are millions of us out here who have blamed ourselves in all the same ways, used all the same yeah buts. And not for any of us has it ever been our fault under any circumstance, at 4, at 10, at 15, or even as an adult. As teenagers, one of the things that we often say to ourselves is, well, I shouldn't have been doing that. I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have trusted them. I shouldn't have been drinking. And some of those things may be true, particularly like the drinking or um, sneaking out at night or something like that. Like, yes, it could be true that maybe you shouldn't have done that. Or even as a younger kid, like, yeah, you shouldn't have been playing with that in the house and broke the thing or whatever. But think about, especially if there's a somebody in your life that is a teenager and they screw up. They sneak out, they drink, they aren't listening to their parents, whatever it is. Should the punishment for that, should the consequence to that behavior, which is fairly normal, teenage behavior, developmentally, even in a lot of ways, should the punishment for that be to be sexually abused or assaulted, to be betrayed so deeply? by somebody that they trust? Of course not. And yet, we have difficulty applying that same logic to ourselves because it is such a deeply ingrained belief. But just because it is such a deeply ingrained belief, it does not mean that it's true and it doesn't mean that you cannot change that belief. But under no circumstance ever is anybody at fault for sexually, for sexual assault, for being sexually abused. And for children, there is never anything. All the things that we tell ourselves as to why it's our fault, none of that could ever be true. Under any circumstance, and I've heard so many yeah buts, but I loved him, but I liked the attention, but I took gifts, but I didn't say no, but I kept seeing him, I didn't quit my sports, I kept going. We will find a multitude of reasons that we believe make it our fault, but never could it be. And letting go of that belief is a process. There's a lot of healing that has to happen. There's a lot of Pushing through the reality of the grief of what it means to let go of that responsibility. Because when you let go of that responsibility, you have to put it where it belongs. And that can be incredibly painful. Because that's when we start feeling the depth of hurt and betrayal. Maybe even the fear of not having control over our own safety. So there are a lot of layers there, but it is safe to let go of the responsibility that you have been holding on to. It has never been yours. It belongs solely with the person who abused you. It always has, and it always will. No matter what, yeah, but, you come up with. (sighs) Maybe take a deep breath. I know this is hard. And there is often a lot of grief that comes with this. But you deserve to heal. And in order to heal, you have to be able to let go of the responsibility that you've held on to thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me together we heal make sure to subscribe and if you haven't yet make sure to leave a review i'll look forward to connecting with you next time